summary of the Sikha. The beginning Sukkim, the beginning parshas of Parshava Eira are that Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aaron, he told him to, to go speak to the Yidin and to Paramelech Mitzrayim to take the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. Then goes on for about uh, 15 Sukkim to talk about the background of Moshe of Aaron, uh, the Shevet Levid, where they came from. Amram and, uh, and uh, Yechebed they gave birth to Moshe of Aaron the children of the, the Shevet Levi the children of Aaron and so on and then it concludes this is Aaron and Moshe that Hashem said to him take the Yidin out of Mitzrayim and they, the second Pesach they are the ones that spoke to Parei Melech Mitzrayim to take the Yidin out of Mitzrayim this is the Moshe and Aaron and it was on the day that Hashem spoke to Moshe in Mitzrayim and he spoke to him and then it says again Hashem spoke to Moshe and told him to go to speak to Melech Mitzrayim so in a general sense Rashi tells us that the Vaidabar Hashem El Moshe Valar which is said in Pasuk Yud Gimel of uh, the beginning of Parsha Ve'era is really the same Vaidabar Hashem which is said in Pasuk Chavtes of Parshava Eira, it's really the same message that Hashem spoke to him. He didn't speak to him twice, but the reason that it's repeated again is because there was an interruption of fifteen psukim, approximately, talking about the yichus of Moshe Aaron. But right now we're going to talk about the two psukim, the Rashi's, which are in the pasuk Hu Aaron and Moshe, that Hashem said to them, "Take the Yidden out of Mitzrayim," and then the second pasuk, they are the ones that spoke to Parim Melech Mitzrayim to take the Yidna of Mitzrayim, that is the Moshe of Aaron. So Rashi says on the, begin, on the beginning, who Aaron and Moshe, Rashi says as follows. He says in the middle, we'll get to the beginning soon, there are places in which Aaron is written before Moshe, and there are places in which Moshe is written before Aaron. It's to tell you, to teach you, that they are equal as one. This is something that actually comes from the Medrash and Tosefta, but over there it's written a little differently. Over there it says, in every place, Moshe comes before Aaron. In one place, he says Aaron before Moshe to teach you that they are equal to each other. Zekozeh, one like the other. But Rashi doesn't say that there is only one place in which uh, Aaron is written before Moshe. He says there are places that it's written this way and there are places that it's written this way. The reason is obvious because if there was only one place that it's written that, my, that Aaron uh, before Moshe that already teaches you that they're equal that doesn't necessarily mean that in Shudosh Mikra. there could be a reason why in this particular place Aaron is written before Moshe. For, in, for instance we find in another place also that there is a, a the Torah makes a change. It says each person should revere their mother and their father. So Rashi there explains that when it comes to speak about honoring the father and the mother, the father says first. It says the father first because people tend to honor their mother more than their father because the mother speaks softly to children and so on. When it comes to revering or fearing, the, the parents, the father is feared more. That's why the Pasuk says the mother before the father in the context of revering. So in other words, it's not that they're equal in some way. It's just that there is a reason why it's written this way in one place and that way in another place. So also, if it says Aaron before Moshe in a certain place, there must be a reason, which might have to be explained. 
but it's not that they're equal, not necessarily they're equal, but if it says in a number of places, Aram before Moshe, as opposed to Moshe before Aram, then it would say that they're equal. But we have to understand what it means that the, uh, the Medrash says that there's only one place. Rashi says there are a number of places. Could it be that they're arguing about the, the facts? Of course not. So the facts are that it's written a number of places, Aram before Moshe. But the, the Medrash is saying that all those places are easily explained. In this particular place, who Aaron and Moshe, we need to understand why is it written here differently, and therefore from this one place, it's only here to teach us that they're equal. But in the other places, it had to say that way. What do we mean by this? There are three places in which we find that Aaron is written before Moshe, besides for this Pasuk that we're dealing with. One of them is, Amram took Yechebed's aunt as his wife, and she gave birth, she uh, bore to him, bare to him, uh, Aaron and Moshe. She gave birth to Aaron and Moshe. And in Parsha Midbar it says, and these are the children of Aaron and Moshe. And then a third time in Parsha Pinchas it says, Amram, she gave birth, uh, Yechebed gave birth to Amram as Aaron as Moshe. So there, in those three places it's understood, because when we're talking about the birth of Aaron and Moshe, it was obvious should be obvious that Aaron should say before Moshe. He was born first, so you give the order of their birth. So that's what the Medrash is saying. But the question now becomes, so what is Rashi saying? Those places are not really examples of where it should say Moshe before Aaron. So how could it teach us anything? It has to say Aaron before Moshe. And one could say that maybe the one that says, Ela told us Moshe, Aaron and Moshe, these are the children of Aaron and Moshe, that's an exa- that over there, it's not the same. We're not talking about the birth of Aaron and Moshe. We're talking about their children. In fact, we're not even talking about Moshe Rabbeinu's children. We're talking only about Aaron's children because the Pesukim there don't mention any of Moshe's children. It only talks about Aaron's children and Rashi notes that and says that the reason that they're called the children of Moshe is because he taught them Torah. So therefore, if we're talking about teaching them Torah and he taught Aaron Torah as well, so... Perhaps over there it should have said Moshe before Aaron. So this is maybe Rashi's other example of where it says Aaron before Moshe and it should have said Moshe before Aaron. And that's why there is now two places, our Pasuk and that Pasuk. Eilat Teilus Aaron and Moshe, where it should have said reversed. So now we have two places. You could say, Shkulim Ke'echad, they're both equal as one. But it seems from Rashi that he's talking about the context these psukim over here, not somewhere in the Torah we also find Aaron before Moshe. It sounds like it's in our context. So we have to understand where, what is going on. Then Rashi goes on to say, rather he doesn't go on to say, he says it before this part, and he says, who Aaron and Moshe, this is Aaron and Moshe, those that were mentioned earlier that Yechebed gave birth to Amram. The question is, why does Rashi have to say that? Who doesn't know that the ones that were mentioned before are the ones that Yechebed gave birth to? That's obvious, and why does Rashi have to say anything like that? So to understand this Rashi, we have to look at the two other Rashis and see the questions there, and then we'll understand the whole thing. It says in the next Tupsukim, they are the ones, the next Pasuk, they are the ones that spoke to Parai. So Rashi says, Heim Shinitztavu, they are the ones that were told to speak to Pare. They are the ones that fulfilled speaking to Pare. The next Rashi, who Moshe Aaron, 
Here it reverses it, Moshe Baron. They are the ones that went on their mission and on in their righteousness from beginning to end. They're the same people. They're, they continued their mission. They continued their righteousness from beginning to end. So you have to understand, what is Rashi trying to say with these two Rashis? They are the ones that were continued with their tzitkas. Why does he mention two details? Their shlichas and their tzitkas. Um, why does he say they were the ones that commanded to do it and they are the ones that followed through and did it? So what is he trying to say? So the explanation of all this is as follows. What Rashi is trying to explain here, what his difficulty with these psukim is, we can understand why the Torah repeats which he already said earlier in Pasuk Yud Gimel, as we said, and then he repeats it again in Pasuk Chavtes, the same words, pretty much. Why does he repeat it? Rashi explained because there was an interruption of the Yichus, 15 Psukim of Yichus, so therefore it just tells you, goes back to the original discussion. Let's get back to what we were talking about. Hashem spoke to Moshe, told him to go take the Yidin Adam Mitzrayim. But what is difficult is, why does the Torah go into this detail? This is Aaron and Moshe, that Hashem told him to go take the Yidin Adam Mitzrayim. They are the ones that spoke to Parim Elok Mitzrayim to take the Yidin Adam Mitzrayim. Why is he saying this? Why is that important? You want to get back to the original discussion, say again, Hashem spoke to Moshe and I'm telling them. What, are the, what is the meaning of these two psukim? And this is what Rashi explains. Why does the Torah interject with the Yichas of Moshe Aaron to tell us where they come from in the context of these psukim, of giving them their mission to go take the Yidna Mitzrayim? So Rashi tells us, Heim, they are the ones that came from Yechebed, Sheyoldi Yechebed Amram. This is very important. These words, they are the ones that come from Yechebed and Amram, are the reason that the Torah gives us 15 psukim of giving us their yichus. Because if we want to understand why Moshe Ba'aram were chosen for this mission, look where they come from. Yechebed, she, when Pare told her that she has to kill all this, uh, the Jewish boys, she didn't listen. She feared Hashem and she went against Pari's wishes and even and it was, this was not easy. She had to go on Messias Nefesh to do that. When we look at Amram, he had to remarry Yechebed in order to be able to, even though it was difficult and they were killing the, the Jewish children, and so why should he... He went on Messias Nefesh and he remarried. And this is the explanation of why the Torah gives us that yichus in order to explain why it is that Moshe and Aaron were chosen. So then Rashi says, if so, the question becomes, all this happened after Aaron was born. Aaron was born before all this took place. Then came the Gzeirah, and uh, Yechebed had to go through that uh, mysterious nefesh, and to, in order to have Moshe Rabbeinu, she had to hide him for three months, and so on, that whole story, and Amram had to remarry her with great, uh, you know, with uh, great dedication in mysterious nefesh, so the question is, how does Aaron fit into this? This happened after Aaron was born, so therefore the Torah says, who Aaron and Moshe? They are actually equal to this mission, don't think that Aaron is secondary to this mission because he was born before. They both come from the same place. Shkulim ke'echa doesn't mean that they're that they're the same. You know, they're like the Medr says that they are equal to each other. They're not equal to each other. 
each one of them has their own levels and nobody thinks that Aaron is on the same level as Moshe they're not necessarily on the same he's not on the same level as Moshe but in this mission the point is that in the context of this mission Aaron and Moshe are, are one they're to see Hashem gave them both the mission together as one and that's why when Rashi says that there are places in which they, which Aaron is before Moshe and places in which Moshe is before Aaron he means specifically in this context not somewhere in the Torah unrelated to the context of taking the Yidna of Mitzrayim in these Psukim we find two Psukim in which Aaron is written before Moshe in the context of taking the Yidna of Mitzrayim and then there are Psukim in which Moshe comes first the reason is because in this context the Torah is trying to tell us that even though Aaron was born before that whole Messias Nefesh they are still taken together they are still given the mission as one but then the question becomes there's another Pesach that says the second Pesach the Torah makes it distinct they were told to go on that mission and they spoke to Pare why does the Torah make that into a separate issue also the same thing you should know that you're chosen because of who you come from and the reason that you're able to speak to Pare in the way you do and be successful is also because of where you came from when Yecheved spoke to Pare he challenged her and she didn't. it wasn't just an easy you know they told me to do it I did it differently no he challenged her he could have killed her for doing what she did he ch- brought her before him and he said why did you do what I told you not to do and with Amram too, carrying out a shlichus was involved, it, it involved great mysterious nefesh and also miraculous. It had to be a miracle because Yechebed was not able to have children anymore, but she had a miracle and she became back to her youth and she was able to have a child. So in both of these things, the carrying out of the shlichus also took great dedication and great mysterious nefesh. And Hema Medabrim also comes from the fact that they come from Yechebed and Amram. So then the question comes up, why does the, the, do, do these two psukim conclude with who Moshe Aaron? This is the Moshe Aaron. Why does it say that again? It just said who Aaron and Moshe a moment before. And it's not this Pasuk that is teaching us that they're shkulim ke'echad, because in many places it says Moshe before Aaron in these psukim. So what is, what is the meaning of this Pasuk? So Rashi says, Heim bishlichusam vitzitkosam. Haim, they are to be seen as distinct in their shlichus. Who Aaron and Moshe means that they were both commanded to go on this mission together as one. They both share the mission that Hashem gave them. But how to carry out the mission, they were distinct in the way they carried out the mission. Haim, they are two separate people. On the one hand, Moshe Rabbeinu he challenged Hashem and he said, I don't know, maybe you should call, uh, tell Aaron to do it, he may be jealous of me, he may not be happy that you chose me. Aaron, on the other hand, he had no jealousy. He was happy to see Moshe Rabbein, he was happy that Hashem chose him, chose Moshe Rabbein, he was overjoyed by it. So in other words, in the area of Tzitkosam, of their um, attitude towards the Shlichas, Moshe Rabbein was worried about Aaron's you know, jealousy. Aaron had no such feelings at all. He was beyond it all, above it all. On the other hand, Moshe Rabbeinu was certainly the one that was chosen to be the one to take the Yidnei Mitzrayim. He was the one that set the agenda. He was the one that told 
Parai, what he has to do, Aaron was the one that delivered the message. He was the one that played a secondary role. So in actually carrying out the shlichas, it was Haim Hamadabrim, two separate types of carrying out the shlichas.